1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome to DSC's Campfires with Larry Wysoon, a unique blend of hunting, fishing, wildlife conservation, and the outdoor lifestyle. DSC's Campfires is brought to you by DSC conservation, education, and hunter advocacy. Hornady, accurate, deadly, dependable. Trigicon, brilliant aiming solutions. Taurus, award pistols and Welcome to another episode of DSC's Campfires. And today I feel so very honored and privileged to have Mr. Bill Broad with me from Outdoor Specialty Media. And he produces some of the most fabulous digital publications that you can ever imagine, and a few other things. Bill, welcome to the DSC Campfire. So proud to have you here. Well, Larry, it is truly an honor. I have read your work since I was a little guy, and I'm not a little guy anymore, so uh, <laughs> I have learned a lot about hunting white tails from your words put in pen to paper, and I'm so glad to uh, actually have an opportunity to work directly with you. It's a, it's a, it's a thrill, and it's a, it's a dream come true. You know, it's funny how things happen in life, and uh, never in a million years would I have guessed that uh, one day we'd be working together. Well, I, for one, absolutely love it. I'll tell you what, let's talk a little bit about your background, and then I really want to talk of, uh, there's some special projects coming up as well, too, but we want to talk a little bit about North American Deer Hunter and North American Outdoorsman. What got you into hunting, and what got you into the, the media side of things? Well, I've been an amateur hunter, you know, all my life. I was fortunate enough that, uh, you know, my dad told me when I was about eight years old, you know, you're getting up tomorrow morning early. We're going hunting. And, you know, I was thrilled to death because, you know, as a young, young boy to go along with, uh, the guys to deer camp was just, you know, it it was a huge thrill. And I got to tag along and, and dad drew me into hunting and, uh, there's actually a story in that, which we'll talk about a little bit later, but, you know, I realized as I look back how privileged I was to have a dad who got me into hunting that way. 
I was so very fortunate. I grew up out in the country, and my mom hunted, my dad hunted, my granddad loved to fish. He, I don't know that he ever really hunted everything, anything really besides squirrels and, and doves. But uh, and we really didn't have a whole lot of deer, I guess, during the time frame when he was growing up. And but I grew up very much in a hunting family. And and somebody says, well, when did you start? What's your first memory? And frankly, I'm not sure that I can recall that far back because my dad would put me on his back, and you know, away we'd go into the woods, kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, I have I have memories similar to that. You know, I I came along and we hunted in the Adirondack Mountains in northern New York, and uh, you know they're big old growth mountains. Oh and, gosh, you know, I yes. was uh, I was a driver. You know, we <laughs> we drive whole mountainsides, and I'd be put in the middle of a line of people just to walk through the woods and see what I could see and push deer to the watchers, and and but I also then got to hang out with the men at deer camp and it also was my uh was oftentimes my job to go down to a little trout stream and catch brook trout for breakfast oh you poor guy <laughs> and so i remember the, the guy who was the cook herb parks used to tell me go down to the go down to the stream see if you can catch us some trout to go with our eggs and you know that was uh it was great to get an assignment like that from a guy who was, you know, he was a hunting legend in our camp at the time. How absolutely fabulous. Then how'd you get into the, to the media side of things? Well, that came a long way down the road. Uh, I was in consulting engineering for a long time and kind of got tired of having partners and uh, just was looking to do something different. And I was traveling a lot. I missed, I have four daughters. I missed a lot of ballet recitals and softball games and swim meets and band recitals and all the things that you can imagine. And so I decided I wanted to get off the road and I got an opportunity to buy a community newspaper here in upstate New York. And, and I uh, quit the engineering world and bought a newspaper and got into media. And that was in 2008. And it's just kind of morphed into a whole series of magazines and as we got the other businesses really in a position where they could su support themselves and sustain, it gave me an opportunity to strike out in a different direction. I've always loved to hunt and fish, and I decided uh, I was going to start a digital publication and really take the market in a new direction. And we call it the Wayne Gretzky principle, where we are going to where the puck is going to be, not where the puck is today. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and the world of digital in, in publishing is changing so fast, and the traditional publishing world is fighting it tooth and nail because there's you know paid subscribers and people put ink on paper, and so hard to change that business model. Well, we decided. We're not going to worry about changing the business model. We're going to start with a brand new business model that really no one else has done. I love it. I love it. I've been one of those over the years that I always felt you, you need to be a little bit of a comedian when you're in this business and you had to be willing to change. When I first started writing, I wrote everything in a pen and ink on a big 
red chief tablet and then typed it and thank goodness for gallons of white out and send it in and photographs you know were slides that she hoped and prayed you out of the roll of 36 you'd have two that you could use and send the package in to where we are today and it's 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 such a blessing as far as I'm concerned to be able to write like we do these days with what we have in terms of technology but along the way things changed and changed rather quickly and to me if you're going to be in a, in a business you need to learn how to adapt and uh, sometimes you need to be at the very front edge of something that's going to happen like you guys are doing right now with uh, the digital publications that y'all have yeah you know and it, and it but it gives us an opportunity you've heard, you've heard me tell this story to you before but for the benefit of your readers you know the the world of digital publishing gives us an opportunity to really bring color to the stories that get written and you know as i've talked to you about my fear of using a deer grunt and you know every every white-tailed hunter carries a deer grunt with them in the woods and i did i was the same but you know for years i never really used it because i wasn't quite sure <laughs> how to do it right right and when you can talk about using a deer grunt and doing all kinds of different vocalizations with deer and then we can embed a video right into your article of you demonstrating how to do it and what it should sound like it gives the it gives an amateur hunter like me the opportunity to say I can do that. I can. <laughs> it, and, and if I do, if I do it similar to what Larry just did, I should be able to expect similar results. And you know what? If you don't get them, then you can always blame the, that fact on me too, because I'm. <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> well, that, that's just an uh, that's an example of what we can do. Oh yes, sir. Bring, bring additional color into a story. Um, Instead of just putting ink on paper, when we do it digitally, we can bring photo galleries, we can do link to websites, we can bring embedded videos, we can link to gear that you're using where somebody can actually acquire it, we can link to outfitters that you might be hunting with that people can experience the same kind of a hunt. So it just brings it brings so much more to the table. It's just really kind of opened a whole lot of doors and kind of created a new world, has it not, compared to what we used to do? Yeah, it really has. It's uh, it's been a lot of fun, and it's been especially fun not to be encumbered by anything we had in place in the past. Yes, you know, we really had a we really took a blank sheet of paper and said, "How should it look?" And I can tell you, it looks absolutely fantastic as far as I'm concerned. Tell me a little bit about, now, you've done several publications. There are two that are a little bit more dear to my heart at this point because uh, those are the ones I generally write for. But uh, what other, what all are the publications that you're doing now? Well, we have, we have four. And we're actually even, you know, just to kind of talk about being a chameleon, we're, we're actually kind of moving away from calling them publications or calling right. them digital platforms because love it publications kind of pigeonholes them in a little bit but it does yes our, our platforms are north american deer hunter and north american deer hunter is really whitetail focused with emphasis on big game so we do cover you know mule deer and and bear hunting and sheep and you know a lot of the other big game that's out there and we have North American Outdoorsman and that's more uh, 
where we get into, you know, turkeys and small game hunting and upland birds and fishing. And it gives us a little bit of latitude to, to get into uh, a broader outdoor realm. We've actually covered some prepping, if you will. Those are the people that are worried about times getting really hard and having to be able to survive 100% on your own. So it's given us an opportunity to cover that kind of stuff. And North American Bow Hunter is uh, vertical bow specific. And you'll see, you'll understand why, because our fourth publication is Crossbow Magazine, which yes, is sir. crossbow specific. And, you know, more and more things are being hunted with a bow these days, both the vertical and the crossbow. And, uh, you know, we're covering that as much as we can too. And getting into things like, uh, you know, not only just the gear and the adventure stories, but, you know, shooting ethics and, you know, people worry about, can we let crossbow hunters into the woods? I think the answer is yes, but <laughs> absolutely <laughs> got to be respectful on yes, sir. knowing, knowing your range and not doing something that, uh, is going to go out there and wound animals because you think you can shoot a hundred yards just because you can group arrows on a range doesn't mean you can group them in the woods shooting at an animal. No, sometimes that's definitely, or yes, that's sometimes definitely the case. I've seen some truly world-class Olympian, Olympic-type shooters, and the bow could put them at a, whatever the distance was, you know, within, oh my gosh, a, a quarter size of a, of a target. And yet, when they saw that animal in front of them that had hair or horns or antlers on it, uh, all of a sudden, they get the shakes just like everybody else does. <laughs> yeah, well, how about that blade of grass that you can't even see between and you and the that animal? True. Absolutely. <laughs> or uh, or a, a gust of uh, a gust of air that blows up through a ravine that's uh, that you're shooting across. You know, there's so many. You know, there's so many variables. Yes, sir. There are in the world of hunting that there that don't exist when you're on a range. The, the platforms, and I really love that digital platform because, as you just mentioned earlier, there's so many different avenues now as opposed to when you just had the printed, the printed word and photographs in a, in a hard copy type of thing that, that are now at a fingertip to where you can gain all kinds more knowledge than what you could in the past. With, with the publications, how, how does somebody become involved or I, I guess more than that how do they subscribe is that the proper term yeah yeah subscribe would be a, a proper term I think the easiest way to do it is uh, is to go to your your app store whether you're a Google or an Android or a, an Android or an Apple user and you can go to the to this app store and download the app and you all four of those platforms will be delivered in one fell swoop. You go to Outdoor Specialty Media. You'll see our logo with a big OS in orange against the green background. And you can get the app, and the app will deliver all of our content in one in one place. Or you can go to you can go to any of our websites: NA Deer Hunter, NA Bow Hunter, North American Outdoorsman, or CrossbowMagazine.com and get them that way. Bill, how often are these released? Are these every other month, monthly, uh, quarterly, or how, how do you release them? Well, we do a total of 21 publications issued publishings a year, but 
really now we've gotten to the point where there's content coming at us often enough <laughs> that I would say each of the four websites gets updated several times, if not every day, every work day. So there's uh, there's probably something new on the there definitely is something new on the websites every day. That's really cool right there. T- to me, that fresh content is what keeps drawing people back, and I know it, it does me kind of thing. And, and they're, you're right. There's continual learning going on. Every time I go to the woods, I learn something new. And, and if you can parlay, parlay that through a whole lot of people that you deal with, oh, my gracious, think about all the knowledge that's there that uh, maybe somebody can learn something and, uh, you know, help them become a better outdoorsman for certain and a better hunter and better fisherman and, of course, even, you know, better shot when it comes down to the bow and crossbow and rifles or shotgun as well too and keep keep up with new gear and you know there's we it's i i think it's absolutely stunning how fast technology has come into the world i mean look just look at the world of crossbows and yes, how sir. fast they have changed and the technology that's come in now we've got crossbows shooting 500 feet per second and delivering an incredible amount of energy I mean, just five years ago, that wasn't even that wasn't even a thing. No, nobody even thought you could ever come to that stage. Good gosh! You know, I think the other thing that I look at is uh, look at what's going on in cartridges. The, the PRC cartridges, yes, sir. Just all of a sudden, come on the scene with incredible ballistic performance, flat, hard hitting. You know, easy to shoot, and you know that's so that's. Uh, technology in the world of rifles that's changed so it, it really is i know through hornady they've you know had all kind of different radar type things that they finally started using and they got to see what the actual flight of the bullet did and of course they were looking at different bullet weights and bullet designs but also the barrel twist because for different weight bullets you need either a slower twist or a faster twist and they with this new doppler system they were actually able to see what happened when conditions weren't like they're supposed to be where the combinations weren't right, you know, and then when the combinations became right. So it, it, you're right. It's absolutely amazing where this has come and gone in a relatively short period of time. Same thing with, with the optics, with the scopes to where, you know, years ago, not that many years ago, we basically shot fixed power scopes and now you've got variables and we've got electronics that allow us to push a button to adjust those crosshairs to where they need to be, and, and particularly in terms of height or in longer range shots those kind of things and then the bullets that followed and the rifles and the handguns it's just absolutely amazing the technology and how quickly as you mentioned it's changing on almost a day-to-day basis which again goes back to the fact that hey you've got new stuff on your websites every day involving so many of these different things yeah yeah i mean larry what's going on with the world of hunting with pistols these days well people are starting to become very much interested in handguns again and uh we're again we've got better bullets now than we had in a long time and better sights and and so the handgun hunters are starting to come back again there's some people that have kind of gotten uh kind of probably not worn out but uh shooting you know the rifle has become a little bit passe and and they're not really 
really to where they feel like they can shoot a bow proficiently or a crossbow probably a little bit better because with a bow they don't have the time to really get out and practice and, and they still want to have that closeness of, of the, getting close to the animal before squeezing the trigger, releasing the arrow. And, and with the uh, handguns, it gives you that opportunity. And, and to me, it's something I've always loved to do. And, of course, I'm going to try to push it every opportunity I can as well, too. Sure, sure. And I would imagine there's probably not much that can't be hunted with a handgun now. That anything you can hunt with a rifle, you can pretty much hunt with a handgun now, can't you? You definitely can, and that includes even going up to the dangerous game with the cartridges that we have and the bullet design. And, and it's just, it's come so far in, again, a very relatively short period of time. And, and I'm sure it will continue advancing with technology as we learn more and more as the technology gets better as well, too. Yeah, and the, and the accuracy. And, oh, my gosh. And I, love, I, I love one of the stories you wrote for us where uh, some outfitter kind of challenged you as you were on the range <laughs> when you pulled out your handgun intending to hunt with it. And he said, what are you going to do with that thing? And, and when you said, I'm going to hunt with it, he said, I don't know. I want to see you shoot with it. And so he had you shoot out at 100 yards, and he looked in the glass and said, there's not a there's not a not a hole in that paper anywhere and you said well look at the 200 yard target (laughs) (laughs) and lo and behold there's a three inch group at 200 yards and he ate his words that day. Absolutely. It, the, those handguns, they're a relatively like a short rifle. I, I tell people all the time, it says a handgun's no different than any other firearm where the barrel is pointed when the bullet, when you pull the trigger is where the bullet goes. And with the with the ammunition particularly, such as some of the things I shoot from Hornady right now, they're just unbelievably accurate out to that 200 yard. And like with a 454, so you're still carrying enough downrange energy to where you can actually put that animal down very quickly and humanely kind of thing, which also has to play into the equation of how far you shoot as far as I'm concerned. But handgun hunting's come a long way, and we've talked about archery, talked a little bit about crossbow, of course, the rifles, and everything involved with it. And to me, that comes back again to the the, uh, digital platforms that you have uh, right now, and, and the website as well, too. To me, the website is, there's huge value there. Yeah, and the other the other thing we're really spending a, an awful lot of time doing is uh, is organic search because people are out searching for you know they put questions right into a Google or a Bing search bar. Right, right. How do, how do I do this? And actually, I'll add YouTube into that too. YouTube is a huge search engine yes, all by itself, and so we're populating all kinds of content into that. And, you know, when you can talk, so so let's just go back on that idea we just talked about. Shoot a pistol at 200 yards, you know, you could could Google that and find, here's Larry Weishan shooting a pistol at 200 yards with a 454 casel that will put out still 1,000 foot-pounds of energy at 200 yards, which is more than enough to knock down almost any animal on this on this earth. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So there is tremendous value there and uh, great, great information. We're, I had an opportunity to visit with you and, and some of the other guys this morning, uh, the morning that we're doing this, this particular podcast, and we're talking about another great project that you came up with 
that uh, I think is very timely, and we'll have this particular podcast episode up so that it's available in plenty of time for people to start taking advantage of this. But you guys came up with another project that that uh, both Brandon Houston, who does the journey, and I hope to co-host that show as well too. But uh, that Brandon and I are going to be doing for you guys uh, in several different places. I think. Yeah, yeah, we're. Uh, it's called the Rut Report, and I, I, honestly, I can't take credit for it because the concept has been around for a while, and and the whitetail rut has driven whitetail hunters crazy for <laughs> uh, for decades. So all we're really doing is we're we are taking and developing a uh, a digital, mostly video platform of the status of the whitetail rut throughout the, what we call the Northern Rut Range, which runs from, we're calling it, from Texas up to the Ohio, through the Ohio River Valley into the mid, upper Midwest and into Canada. So most of the whitetail range, Northeast. Right. Uh, and what we want to do is just kind of report to our readers what the status of the whitetail rut is from starting in you know, pre-rut with bucks and velvet and being in bachelor groups to them starting to uh, stake out their territory and then, you know, the various stages of the rut and give people video evidence of where the rut is and bring in weather information and moon information and help hunters understand when is the best time for me to be in my stand. And then we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna sprinkle that in with tips from guys like you on how do you rattle, how do you vocalize, how do you hunt from the ground, uh, you know, just give all kinds of tips that go along with uh, anybody who's interested in the rut are going to, they're going to be interested in. The goal is to have people touch base with us every week to kind of get an update on What's the status of the rut? One of the things we talked about this morning, and I'll interrupt you very quickly, is that we're also going to be using a lot of trail camera footage. So uh, we've got several different properties scattered around, and not only are we going to be able to tell you in those situations what's going on, but you know the, the, the viewers will actually get to see what's happening at that time frame as well, too. Sure. Yeah, and we're gonna, and we'll also bring in some other app information with uh, Moon Guide and and DeerCast and you know so there'll be corroborating data from other good quality apps out there partners so the the whole goal is to just kind of synthesize into one spot a uh, an opportunity for somebody to check in on the status of the rut and decide hey when when should be when should I be in my I should be in I'd be in the whitetail woods out of this world. I, I, I'm really excited. We've kind of started on this project just a little bit, and Brandon and I are getting together with uh, some of your guys here for too very long as well, too. And and in that, we'll start doing some of the early things and about to get the cameras out because we're kind of getting on to the tail end of when these bucks are in, is still in velvet and they're still in, in uh, bachelor herds. And hopefully we can capture that point where they're still in those herds. And then when they start breaking up and you can see that, that aggression between old friends kind of become pretty stout as that testosterone level <laughs> increases in the two of them. So it's going to be really fun to see, particularly the early part. And then, of course, once they started really actively chasing and, and all those other kind of good things that will happen a little bit later on in the fall. Yeah, 
that's going to be, I'm, I'm looking forward to this. This is going to be a, a real fun project. And we got a great, great team working on this guys who've, uh, you know, who've, who've done this kind of thing before and they're all bringing specialty expertise to it in video and trail cameras and, uh, you know, just writing on the rut and, and then tips that hunters can use to, yeah, sure. you know, when, when do you put down this, you know, what food plot mix and, you know, uh, playing the wind and, you know, the whole, whole thing, every, everything you need to know to be successful hunting. That is going to be so much fun. Like I said, we've just barely gotten started on it and I can't wait to get into it a little bit deeper as well too. Now, where is this going to be available to everybody? Uh, it'll be available on NorthAmericanDeerHunter.com and NADeerHunter.com. And then we'll also, if they if they sign up, uh, go to any one of our four websites, you'll be prompted for the opportunity to sign up for our newsletters. We'll be pushing it out with our newsletters Perfect. every week also. So it'll be delivered right to your email inbox if you like. And it'll also be on the app. That's cool stuff right there. My gracious. I can't wait to see the end result. Well, the end result is a daily change a lot of times, too. So there is no real end result to it, is there? Well, you know, one of the things that we're uh, we're kind of noodling around with is we want to we'd like to get a way that our readers can contribute to this, too. I'm like, what am I seeing? Oh, gosh, yes. Because, you know, things things are different regionally and. They are. They, they are. Here in Texas, we actually have about four or five ruts. We've got an area right along the coast where in probably about three to four weeks, some of those bucks will be chasing. It's a relatively small area that only amounts to, uh, it's going to sound probably three, four hundred thousand acres, which sounds like a lot of area, but when you look at it in relationship to Texas and, and the Whitetail Range is just kind of a drop in the in the sea kind of thing. But uh, So yeah, there are, there are going to be local changes going on and, and uh, be interesting to see what happens in some of these areas where we're saying this is going to happen then all of a sudden a cold front comes through or maybe a, a heat spell comes through kind of like we're experiencing this summer and seeing how those animals react and then being able to get information not only through what we've got available to us right now but through some of the uh, the viewers and readers as well too yeah well it's that's uh that'll be and that's the other cool thing about a digital platform yes the ability to to let people interact it's a two-way make it a two-way strip of uh communication oh my goodness Sounds absolutely fantastic. Bill, I want to come back at, at another time and talk to you a little bit more about some of your, your past hunting experiences. Let's get into it a little bit deeper next time on, on hunting. And uh, what I think we'll do is uh, right before we started today, I had a contractor show up. We're doing some work at the house. Of course, he showed up right at the most inopportune time as far as I was concerned. But I kind of got to go take care of some business with him. How about if we get together again, say, in about three or four weeks? weeks and let's uh, have another go at, at this campfire and see if we can't tell a few hunting stories and maybe we can bring a few updates at that point as well too that'd be great look forward to it if you would remind people one more time where they can learn more about uh, outdoor uh, specialty media and the digital platforms rather than the publications and uh, how they can do that with the apps but also the websites 
Yep. So the uh, the app, if you go to your your Google or Apple App Store and look for Outdoor Specialty Media, a big orange OS on a green background, and you'll have all four platforms delivered in one fell swoop. You can go to any one of the four websites, and a deer hunter and a bow hunter, North American outdoorsmancom or crossbowmagazine.com and any way any of them will get you to us and if you want to have it delivered to you sign up for the newsletter and we'll push that to your inbox make it super simple it sounds absolutely super simple and I can tell you that I am truly honored as personally to be involved with with the digital platforms that you have having written for them and we've got a bunch more of the good things coming up but you've also got some of the greatest content providers I have ever I couldn't even imagine people being as good as what they are involved in this particular projects or these particular projects that you've going on so it's not going to do it's great now and it's going to just continue getting greater every time you look at the website or or, uh, or gain a little bit more information about the organization. Yeah, I appreciate it. Well, and, and I am part of our content uh, stable of people. I got to give a shout out to, uh, and I know he's, uh, you're, you're aware of him too, is a guy named Brad Fenson up in uh, Canada. Brad's been a seasoned outdoor writer for a long time, and he really helped me uh, dial in with regional species and uh a skill level of writers and then uh, one last thing I'll just mention is uh, we're going to be publishing our second annual women's issue in Perfect. August and Perfect. it's an issue written by women about women in the outdoor world and we've got some really cool stories there we've got a cover story on Jana Waller who's been around the industry for a long time dear friend absolutely one of our writers went out and basically she went out with a tarp, a knife, and an axe, and survived by on her own for 10 days. And she talks about the experience, what she did, how to build a shelter, how to build a bed, how to get a fire going, how to find food, foraging for plants that she could eat. You know, she's a powerhouse, just a she... cool lady. And absolutely fearless. She truly is, and she is absolutely the real deal. I've, I've had the pleasure and honor of knowing her for a few years now, and she really, when you get right down to it, is one of my heroes. <laughs> yeah, well, we, we all have a lot to be thankful for, and the world of the outdoors is, my dad told me, used to tell me when I was a kid, he said, if you get in trouble, find somebody in camouflage, because they'll help you. <laughs> There is so much truth to that. Bill, thank you so very much for joining us around the campfire today. And like I said, we'll get together again probably in about three or four weeks and give people a little bit of an update and uh, kind of see where we're headed with the red report at that time and, and maybe give a few tips as well. So thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for doing what you're doing. Uh, absolutely well, fantastic work. I'm sure uh, sure enjoying spending time chatting with you. And thank you so very much. And ladies and gentlemen, we'll have you right back here, hopefully, around the campfire next week. And uh, if you have anything you want to talk to us about or whatever, there's so many ways to get in touch with us. Please do, and we'll try to get on the podcast for you. But in the meantime, you heard what Mr. Bill had to say and how to get there. And I promise you this much, if you do and you get involved with 
those digital platforms and those websites. You'll be absolutely proud and glad that you did. Thank you so very much for joining us today. DSC's Campfires has also been brought to you by the Crown Bar in the Grange and Round Top, Texas, Texas Wildlife Association, Double Nickel Taxidermy, H3 Whitetail Solutions, and Burnham Brothers Game Calls. Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue, brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors, every Monday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. A life that has the stories to back it, a life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby, 6'8 Western. Oh, I'll be over there, baby, right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.